Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. They showed footage of workers being applauded as they carried boxes of the new Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine to be shipped. I think they should have gone hog wild with it and danced those boxes onto the delivery trucks to the theme of Soul Train while it was playing in the background. <laughs> Texas and Mississippi lifted COVID restrictions, including allowing 100% capacity in public facilities and the rescinding of wearing masks. When Joe Biden told world leaders... America is back. He meant back to the days before we knew anything about COVID. With the variants spreading, health officials say we may be in for another wave of coronavirus. To be fair, when Trump said we'd be able to open back up by Easter, he never said which Easter. Meghan Markle is being investigated for allegations of abusive behavior toward the royal family staff. People are wondering how Meghan could mistreat her staff in such a way. But those same people seem to forget that history shows... Americans and the British royal family have, at best, a checkered relationship. 
New York Governor Andrew Cuomo held a press conference this week apologizing for his behavior toward the women who accused him of sexual harassment. In that press conference, he gave an atmosphere that made me think, now I know a little how creeped out and cringed his accusers felt. The real revelation about Cuomo's allegations is that now, New York City comics know what they have to do to get comedy clubs in the state to open again. Of the accusations, Cuomo said, (laughs) these are allegations that New Yorkers deserve answers to. Do you believe that? Ending a sentence with a preposition. After all this time, I thought it was his brother who had the TV show with the slogan, let's get after it. March 4th came and went, and despite promises on Parler and QAnon message boards, Trump was somehow not inaugurated president. It's almost as if the people campaigning on behalf of Trump keep promising things and then not following through. If you are a QAnon follower somehow listening to this, I know you're trolling, but thanks. Now you know how us liberals feel when we elect our candidates and nothing happens. And on that note, on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen and Abby Mello. Hey, Tom. Jeff, Abby, how have you been doing this week? Actually, I have good news. I just found out uh, we just, our uh, president of the university just announced that all faculty are eligible for the vaccine, which is super exciting. Um, Yeah, but then I immediately found out that it is more difficult to get than a PS5. So they don't have a special stash for uh, professors? No, no, we are not important, um, but it, which is fine. There's lots of other more important people than us. It's just, I didn't realize that there was like this crazy system that you need to like have alerts set on your phone. And basically, again, it's like trying to get a PS5. Like they release some, you have to magically know about it and then start clicking at whatever magical time it is. It's really insane, but I don't know, we'll see. Maybe I can get a bot system to buy 10,000 of them for me. I, I don't know. I don't know how these things work. Well, you're in a better position, I think, than most comics in Maryland, because Maryland, they have like three levels, levels one, two, and three. Uh, I got a letter from the state of Maryland saying I was in phase four. So <laughs> I think uh, Larry Hogan found out about these jokes I've been making about him. You're saying they, they created a special phase just for you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually thought I fell into the general population anyway, but because um, I'm not teaching face to face. But uh, yeah, they all faculty are um, are eligible. So hopefully, fingers crossed. What about you, Jeff? Any good news on the vaccine front on your end? I, I'm refreshing uh, the pages of for for uh, for this like it's Springsteen tickets. This has become the new uh, uh uh, way of uh, for to rekindle the old days of trying to find uh, seats for a show. Not quite eligible yet. I'm getting there. I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> well, it's almost like when Monty Python announced their final uh, show, and then the tickets sold out in I think 45 seconds. And so I think that's uh, that's pretty much comparable to what we have here. But this is the number one discussion, though. Uh, anytime I'm talking with, with friends or I hear my wife on a Zoom call from work, this is the number one discussion. Do you have the vaccine? Uh, how, was, how were the shots? Things like that. I know the after effects I found are anything from, oh, I feel great to I'm at death's door. So the, the second one is supposed to be rough. I can't wait to find out, though. Well, no matter what the reaction, I, I guarantee you I have had comparable reactions every single time I've come off stage, <laughs> elated or 
just I just want to curl up in bed. But this has created a new term in our society, vaccine envy. I have that. Well, when people are looking at the needles and going, oh, mine's bigger than yours. <laughs> when I was in school, 10,000 Maniacs was a band fronted by Natalie Merchant. Now it's the average attendance of a Trump worship service. <laughs> Joining us tonight to discuss everything CPAC related, David Kay and Alyssa Jackson. Hello. Hey, everybody. Alyssa, welcome. David, welcome back. Always Thank a you. pleasure. Have we been keeping up with CPAC? Well, I have to admit, uh, I was quite impressed with the uh, beautiful golden uh, idol uh, <laughs> praised by all of those in, in at CPAC of the uh, illustrious and ever known loved uh, <laughs> Donald Trump. It sure. looked to me like uh, it was. It was like. Something from a senior frogs that they decided to just uh, put a different head on it and uh, I, I think and they paint took it. that from Trump's bathroom. And just... I was actually thinking he's not cool enough to own sandals. Yeah, the whole sandals thing got me. Um, I was reading something that the artist uh, who made the sculpture he said that the reason why he gave him sandals is because uh, he could just walk on the beach at any time because he lives in Florida. But then I thought, well, really the reason why you didn't put him in shoes is because the, uh, the mold that they already had at the senior frogs would have cost him a lot more to change it out and put shoes on it. So, well, it be golf shoes. Yeah, well, it's magic wand. It was made in Mexico, which could explain Ted Cruz's trip. I mean, he didn't <laughs> go to Cancun. He probably just wanted to check to see if it was ready for the big conference. So what happened to that after CPAC? Probably someone got drunk, put a mushroom on its crotch, and deep-throated it. Would be my opinion. <laughs> so, I so think they actually did that like soberly throughout CPAC. They just probably took turns. <laughs> There were actually people on their knees bowing down to it. Now, uh, if they did that as a joke or if they were just looking for the uh, mushroom cap as the heart is, is what I was wondering. I'm going to put a positive spin on this. I think the artist intentionally, uh, Alyssa, you mentioned the, the wand, the magic wand that uh, he's holding. I think this is a long con to get little girls to want to grow up to be president. Magic wand, oh. fairy tale thing. It's it's a long con. We're gonna get could a be. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the statue didn't even read the uh, Constitution. Much like the person upon whom it's based. <laughs> yeah, I noticed the Constitution is held right side up. That's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> He's, is he wearing shorts? Yep, of course. They're like cool up. What were those long shorts called? Culottes? Culottes, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what they were. But uh, yeah, what a poor choice of fashion. I would say that that was a really bad fashion choice uh, on all counts. It, I, was, I was flabbergasted when I saw it. I was just like, this is, this is the Republican Party. This is what they stand for. They had uh, this statue, and then th these are the same people who went apeshit when Obama wore a tan suit. You know, here they have Trump wearing American flag shorts and sandals. 
Like the, the only redeeming factor about that statue is they didn't put socks on those feet. I mean, that would have been like the huge fashion faux pas of all fashion <laughs> faux pas. When I saw this being wheeled down the hall, I was like, yeah. Of course. Makes perfect yes. sense. <laughs> it's like, this is exactly what they would do. On last week's show, I said that CPAC would be held in National Harbor, Maryland. In fact, it was held in Orlando, closer to Mar-a-Lago, the same way flies like to hover around a pile of shit. I regret the error. Of course, it wouldn't be a convention packed with Trump supporters without a little disregard for health precautions, as we can see in this clip where CPAC organizers remind the attendees of the venue's rules. Does the Bill of Rights matter? The First Amendment, it matters. We conservatives believe in the rule of law because we know that when <laughs> our rights are protected. That's why we're doing such a, a, a big effort at this CPAC to talk about the Bill of Rights. But I also want to mention one thing, and I know this might sound like a little bit of a downer, but we also believe in property rights, and this is a private hotel, and we believe in the rule of law, so we need to comply with the, the laws of this county that we're in. Um, but a private hotel, just like your house, gets to set its own rules. Carly, our CPAC director, well, as Dan mentioned, we are in a private facility um, and we do want to be respectful of the um, ordinances that they have as their private property. So please, everyone, when you're in the ballroom, when you're seated, you should still be wearing a mask. So if everybody can go ahead, work on that. I know, I, I know it's, it's not the most fun. You, you have the right. You have the right to set the own rules in your own house, and we're borrowing somebody else's house. So we need to comply with our rules. The venue should just be thankful that the organizers didn't say, okay, the one thing they don't want us to do is take a dump on their floor. Then everybody just drops trowel and just drops a huge load. Unlike the Capitol, this is a hotel. Please do not smear your feces on the wall. <laughs> Unlike the Four Seasons gardening place, this is a hotel. <laughs> I'm very impressed that they, the guy said about property rights and it's private property. It's too bad that they, they don't believe that in, in Walmart or uh, in a Trader Joe's, but there it was okay. So at least they, they said it. I love it, how he had to like preface the whole thing by saying, we are the party of the rule of law, yeah. and we believe yeah. in law and order. Yes, sure. Yeah. Please don't spray graffiti on the whatever. Or spread feces. I think they needed just any regular old kindergarten teacher could have done a better job handling that crowd, because that's what they're dealing with. They're dealing with children who boo when you say, put a mask on, you're sitting next to somebody. We're in somebody else's house. And their rules are that you have to take your shoes off. I'm sorry. <laughs> to me, that poor woman, when she was, you know, I, God bless her. I mean, she reminds me of like when the, uh, like an MC or the venue organizer before a comedy show. This is okay. We know you like spending time with each other, but please just <laughs> eat the table, talk to a minimum. We have comedians up here. They worked really hard to get here. I'm not joking. I hope she had security. I'm not kidding. And this is dark, but I honestly hope she had security taking her to her car because that it doesn't take much for everybody to say, there's the one that told us all we had to wear masks. 
Yeah, the yeah. two of them up there was like um, being in a comedy club where they're playing at the Super Bowl uh, right before the show starts. And the show starts at 8.30 and uh, there's like a minute and a half left in the game. The losing team is just about to score and everybody is in, in the, the Super Bowl is being held in the city where the comedy club is. <laughs> you know, and it's their home team. And they're like, okay, we're going to turn the game off now. <laughs> like, no, you're not. That happens all the time in Pittsburgh. If there's a Penguins game playing and the comedy show's about to start and they're like, well, we're going to turn the TV off. And they're like, oh, no, God. you're not. <laughs> Hell you are. <laughs> we ain't putting the masks on. <laughs> we don't care about no hotel. From conservative values to Trump worship, CPAC is often the place where political candidates' hopes and dreams for advancement go to die, as we can see in this excerpt from Ted Cruz's speech. And I got to say, what an amazing array of speakers here at CPAC. For a second there, I thought we were in Des Moines. That one took people a minute. I can just imagine the thought process <laughs> oh. of the audience. Like, why did he mention Des Moines? Oh, that's in <laughs> Iowa. Why did he mention Iowa? Oh, that's where candidates go when they want to run for president. Oh, is Ted Cruz thinking of running for president? Oh, cool story, bro. Maybe if Trump says it's okay. Uh, that's, that's his impersonation of what he think is, thinks a stand-up comic does. wrote his bits. Ugh. Stephen Miller probably wrote some of those. Oh God, he was terrible improv class, and all of a sudden he's A to Ding all over the place, and nobody's following him. (laughs) Dave, I think you meant Dennis Miller. (laughs) Oh, they're both they were both conservatives, that's for sure. (laughs) One's just a bigger Nazi than the other now. (laughs) Which one is which? (laughs) <laughs> exactly yeah it, it's difficult to tell be more specific dave <laughs> sorry i'm still going with stephen miller as the more uh more of a nazi oh i thought you were talking between dennis miller and ted cruz both. <laughs> oh, no, stephen miller beats both of them so yeah at some point uh cruz said will this kill and stephen miller said yes this will kill i know about killing i don't doubt that At first glance, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley seems like the kind of person who would be given a wedgie during a Senate floor vote. The kind of person who wanders onto the floor to cast a vote while humming the song Bad to the Bone by George Thorogood, while his colleagues look at him and hum the Green Day song American Idiot. Here he is at CPAC recapping his grievances with social media companies. We are facing an unprecedented alliance of radical liberals and the biggest, most powerful corporation in the history of the world. They are standing together. You know who I mean. People like Google, Facebook, have you heard of them? Twitter. And I also thought, last I checked, I thought that the declaration said that our rights come from God, not from Google. Is that right? I mean, last I checked. Yeah, last I checked, I went to Google. I typed in my name. <laughs> First search result was the Urban Dictionary definition of fuckface. Can we have last I checked to like 
I don't mean to offend you, but, or, you know, like that's no, no good sentence ever started with last I checked. He's still <laughs> whining about his, his book contract being canceled. I, I, I love these politicians who like Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? She's wearing a mask that says silenced or something like that. And it's like, okay, you're on Twitter complaining that you're being silenced and you're at a microphone on the floor of the house, which is airing on C-SPAN like 24 seven. Right. And like, you're complaining that you're being silenced and that you don't have your first amendment rights. It's like, then why can I hear you? People like Holly. I mean, the only reason why he's, I, I cannot, I can't actually believe that he's bought into it. I think the only thing that these politicians are, are trying to do is just feed off of that base so that they can remain elected. That's the only reason why. They can't truly believe it. Well, I, I grew up in an, I, I still live in an area where there's a lot of people who think like that and they, they really believe a lot of the stuff that gets pumped through on, on Fox and, and Newsmax and, all of those networks because they've just been conditioned to believe on just about every single stop sign in my neighborhood. They, they put a sticker uh, that said the media lies under it. So the sign looks like it says stop the media lies. And that's just about on every single stop sign in, in, in the town where I live. It's well, you got to get new bumper stickers that say uh, uh, Trump's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I'm already part of the last QAnon drop, so I, I want to keep a low profile. <laughs> <laughs> you see, David, at, during the last impeachment, the most recent impeachment vote, we heard, well, behind the scenes, they, they, we know that they would have voted yes, but they didn't uh, so, because it was public. Award ceremonies give a heartfelt tribute to those who passed during the previous year. This year's CPAC gave his attendees to celebrate Rush Limbaugh's passing, but not for the same reason that the rest of us celebrate. Here the honor is given to Florida Governor and over-microwaved marshmallow peep Ron DeSantis. Rush displayed the courage of his convictions time and time again. Rush was one of the first to fight and win against cancel culture. Standing for the right things comes at a cost. You will be attacked, you will be smeared, and you may even be canceled by the major organs of the political left. The title of the speech that he gave was Can't Cancel America. Meanwhile, the audience was full of people who wanted to overturn the results of an election held by the American people. Like, so they don't want to cancel America, but they do apparently want to cancel irony. <laughs> <laughs> He's whining about Rush being canceled, how many radio stations was he on? A yeah. shit ton. You could hear him plenty. And so they're upset because some advertisers decided not to do business with him, which is their right as private companies. And if all that had happened 20 years before he finally signed off, I mean, he would have been okay money-wise. I mean, he would have gotten Boku bucks to go ahead and speak at, well, events like this. <laughs> Rush. First guy in line to buy Oxycontin on the corner. <laughs> Presidential Medal of Freedom winner. I cannot, that, uh, I, I just cringe at the 
at the thought of that. Uh, you know what? I, I'm I'm so I'm so happy that he wasn't able to go walking around wearing that medal very often. And I hope they laid it to rest with him. And none of his family members uh, have it. You don't think that Rush tried to turn his wife on at night? He just walked around naked wearing his freedom medal around his junk to, to turn her on? <laughs> no, I, I hope that's not the case. Hopefully by that point, he was just a hook to an oxygen machine, hardly able to walk. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, but he was the, he was... Uh, he was Satan personified in my book. While CPAC is the place where election fraud theories thrive, there are conservatives who are beginning to think they are bullshit as well as a waste of time and money, as a GOP donor learned in this news clip. A North Carolina GOP donor wants his $2.5 million donation back. Entrepreneur Fred Eshelman is suing the conservative nonprofit organization True the Vote for the millions he contributed to a voter fraud investigation that soon fizzled out. Fred Eshelman is a familiar name if you are a Tar Heels fan. UNC Chapel Hills Pharmacy School is actually named after him. Now, this story is about him giving $2.5 million to the group True the Vote to investigate voter fraud. The problem, the group's legal challenges never really amounted to anything. So now Eshelman wants his money back. His lawyers gave us a statement from him today saying, quote, true the vote failed in every way to make use of my directed donation to investigate and either prove or disprove election fraud as agreed upon and failed to respond to my requests for information about how the funds were spent. I am committed to seeking justice in this matter and will vigorously pursue our litigation. You know, considering they're the party of personal responsibility, you can't help but hear that story and think, ha ha, you've been had. Right. Yeah, I have to say when I read an article, a few articles about this case, I just kept reading it over and over again or about it because it just made me so happy. Because <laughs> like he, obviously he's an investor who, you know, he, you don't, you, you invested in a thing and it didn't pan out. Like that's not, how, how have you, I don't know. I, again, I've, I've, I've got nothing, but I, I want to make like a Mark Cuban, you know, Shark Tank reference, but I've got <laughs> anybody. Can... You can't find the, you can't find the wording that fast. Yeah. Or like, what would Mark Cuban tell him if he were? He should have invested his money in GameStop. <laughs> Ironically enough, that guy um, would have been fired by Donald Trump on The Apprentice. He spent how much money on a, on a phony election lawsuit? And after watching that tape, there was one thing that we all felt. The schadenfreude was real. Absolutely. He, he got exactly what he deserved. I also wanted to go super dark about how, like, he's getting the same return on investments as he is on those undergrads for the Tar Heels. But that's just mean. I love higher education. That's just mean. But um. it could be like a sort of a Maryland versus Duke thing. You could inadvertently get your university into a big rivalry with the Tar Heels. This episode might do it. Hey, any kind of publicity. Yeah, I'm pretty sure right. definitely take them on. Of course. Republicans losing the White House and control of Congress means we will see more frustrated conservative entertainers getting their aggression out as a form of creating content, as we can see from this social commentary disguised as a country and Western ditty. I pay for all his health care and I buy everything he eats. I 
guy takes the dog for that vinyl vet trip the vet looks and oh. it says now nah, we're gonna keep the dog and put you to sleep yeah does he know what percentage of country music listeners also work for a union though <sighs> like maybe not hitting your key demographic by talking about how the dog wants to unionize i can unionize just not my dog <laughs> even morgan Wayland's <laughs> embarrassed about that <sighs> and on that note that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, David Kay, and Alyssa Jackson. Thank you, Tom. But before we go, my final thought. Seeing as so many Republicans associate with Trump even after the insurrection isn't so much demoralizing as it is disturbing. One by one, Republican senators and members of Congress are making the quick conversion from being outraged over the insurrection to going back to brainwashed cult member status in order to keep their free parking at Ronald Reagan Airport, named after a president who, if my prayers will ever be answered, will ensure that his ghost causes a sudden collapse of the parking garage as each of the Trump-supporting senators arrive to cast votes to not move the country forward, but to take the country back to the days when the movie Pride of the Nation was all the rage. Could you imagine all the hero worship that would take place around that film with the 21st century means we have to idolize characters in films? When the Star Wars prequels came out, everyone wanted to dress like Luke Skywalker or Chewbacca. Imagine cosplaying to Pride of the Nation. Stores would suddenly have a run on white bedsheets, wine corks, and black shoe polish. So what's more offensive? That or the idea of Ronald Reagan's ghost causing his parking lot to crush Lindsey Graham? <laughs> <laughs> the image that the media is putting in our heads is that these Republicans have been going down to Mar-a-Lago to kiss Trump's ring. I know they mean that in the figurative sense, but what if there's a literal sense? Not some ring that he took from some family he evicted from one of his properties. Not even a twist tie that Ivanka made for him when she was in second grade, of which he gets off because it still smells like her perfume. I mean, of course, his anorectal ring. Maybe that was what you all didn't see during the CPAC festivities. Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz... Ron DeSantis, all of them. Prior to their speeches, they get a little pep talk from the recently disgraced one-term president before they suckle on his asshole like newborn kittens getting milk from their mother. But despite their opposition to homosexuality, they don't see this practice as gay. No, they see it as a contractual obligation, even a spiritual conquest. They say to themselves, it's not a violation of God's law if it's for President Trump. God understands. God knows their children will need to be appointed to corporate boards because they have no skill other than coping with the trauma of watching their daddy give a rim job to the 45th president of the United States. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Eisen and Abby Mello and guests David Kay and Alyssa Jackson. Theme music by Euron Vandenherick. Executive producer Tom Myers. Executive producer for IPM Nation, Matt Connerton. For more information, visit tommyers.us.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.